And I definitely think that it's the man that sets the tone for how the communication is run in the relationship. If you're if you're dating a guy and he's cussing at you and calling you out your name, then you're probably going to match his energy and meet him with the same type of thing, cussing at him and calling him out his name. But if you have a guy who's talking to you all calm, cool, and level-headed, you will look like a fool to be sitting there cussing and acting belligerent when this person is talking all calm. So I really believe that the man does set the tone for the communication in the relationship. Welcome back to the Two Stubborn to Fail podcast. I am your host, Darren Perkins. And I'm your co-host, Tanisha Perkins. And we got a very special episode for you today. Actually, today, um, we wrapped up a pretty exciting weekend. So for one, we have the holiday, and then we have what else? Uh, we had two of my good friends' birthday this past weekend, um, and we had surprise parties for both of them in which they were both surprised. Yes, so we want to shout out Jamie. Happy birthday. We also want to shout out Cece and Isa for uh, their engagement. So we look forward to celebrating that more with them. And, you know, it was just a, a real a real good vibe this whole weekend. It was, we jokingly called it uh, Surprise Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's good to be the type of people that people want around. And um, it's always good to celebrate people, you know, and it feels good to um, be in good company, you know. Um, So today, you know, today would it be in a special episode. This is holiday weekend. Uh, It's not going to be super long, but we just wanted to get get to the people and, and, you know, give you a quality episode. But today I wanted to kind of structure the conversation around gender roles a little bit. Um, I know that can be a, a, a pushy topic or, a, you know, um, walking on eggshells, but I I like to kind of express how we tackle it in our home and then, you know, um, maybe some of the, the problems or issues that others may have that, that may not be the case for us. Um, first of all, um, online I've been seeing, social media specifically, I've been seeing a lot of uh, equality issues. Are men equal to women? Of course, uh, well, let me state from my point of view, of course men and women are equal. Um, There are roles within, I would say a relationship. I don't think we could necessarily break it down to gender, Um, but there are certain things that I just naturally am going to do um, for instance, uh, you know, if there's anything that happens, say we, we get a, a something in the middle of the night, we hear something. I'm not going to tell you to <laughs> go downstairs, you know, and take care of that. <laughs> right. And and uh, another reason for that is because, you know, no shame. I'm scared of the dark. So. <laughs> but it's not because you're a woman. That's just the role within our relationship. Right. You know, and I think... I think we can, first of all, it's a lot of sensitivity that makes this a bigger issue than it actually needs to be. Um, Because, you know, you are a working woman. I have no problem with you working outside of the house and 
having your own money, being able to make your own decisions. That's not um, how I was raised, you know, to be okay with all of that stuff. Me as a man, I still feel as though I, uh, you know, naturally I want to be that provider. Whether you make your own money or not, you know, I I would say two incomes in our house is a tremendous help. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not going to ever knock that. Um, but even if we had one, you know, it, it's hard to say because we've never had to do that. Um, but it's, I don't think that it would, you know, cause any tension or problems in that way. And I, another thing, um, I wouldn't have a problem with you making a significant amount more money than me. Mm-hmm. Now, what, what are your thoughts about that, about that whole ordeal about, you know, money? Well, um, I definitely agree that you wouldn't have a problem with me making more money than mm-hmm. you. Um, because, you know, you're very secure in your role right. um, as my husband. Um, but um, if we did have to survive off of one income, um, which I pray that never happens, um, like you said, we would be able to make it, but it wouldn't be comfortable, not no. for me anyway, just because I know I know how I like to eat. And I like to eat <laughs> what I want to eat. So. <laughs> <laughs> I would say meals do take up a good portion of our finances. Um, yeah. Just because, like you said, we do. Um, we like to, you know, splurge. If, if we're going to splurge on anything. I wouldn't even say splurge. We like to eat what we like to eat. Right. You know? And, you know, being that we are pescatarian and we can't just, like, go to pretty much any fast food restaurant and just get some wings or some nuggets and stuff like that like we used to be able to do you know it makes the pickings a lot slimmer when it comes to our meal choices and oftentimes it's just more expensive now too you know eating healthy um, versus being able to get a four for four from Wendy's (laughs) well I would say yes and no because yes there are uh, a lot of places that charge more for seafood but the one thing that you didn't mention is that most of the time when we eat, we eat for a family of four. Right. So it's not just, you know, one person where you could spend $10, $15 on yourself. We looking at $40 out of the gate. Right. And that's a cheap meal right. for the four of us. Right. So that, make, that makes a huge difference in um, in our planning, um, in our day-to-day meal preparations. We always, in the back of our mind, have to account for the other three people that live with us, mm-hmm. you know. Um but, you know, just to reiterate, I I do believe that men and women are equal. There just are things that naturally within each relationship, one partner is going to be more comfortable with doing. Um, mm-hmm. It's not it's not that I'm just going to rely on you to do the dishes, to do the cleaning, to do house stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have a problem with, um, you know, doing the laundry. Uh, I would... On the flip side of that, I don't allow you in the yard. <laughs> it's not that you can't do these things. It's just like I would, I would prefer to cut the grass or, you know, the little stuff around in the yard there to kind of maintain it, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess that's just me in my head. Um, one of the things that I don't have a big ego, but in a way, I just always see 
if you were outside cutting the grass, some man just driving by, walking by, like, mm, ain't no man in that house. <laughs> that just, that always, you know, on some level plays into my psyche. And then it's like, you know, no, I got it. No, don't even worry about that. I, it's not a big deal. Um, if you absolutely wanted to be out there, it'd be different. <laughs> um, I do appreciate you offering from time to time, but I, I know you don't like the sweats. Nope. <laughs> and it's funny that our topic today is about gender roles yeah. because Friday when I was at dinner with one of my girlfriends, um, she asked me, she said, do you and Darren conform to, um, you know, stereotypical gender roles? And I was like, for the most part, no, mm. because, you know, I cook some days, you cook some days. Mm. We'll go out to eat. Sometimes I may pay the bill. You may pay the bill. Right. Um, I said, the only, the only time I can see us having maybe a stereotypical gender role is like, you always take out the trash. Yeah. So, yeah. like, yeah. That's true. Um, anyway, and I'm grateful for that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's one of the things. And I, I think one of the things that plays in that. Like, is, I, I literally, I never have to tell you, like, to take out the trash. I remind yeah. you, like, you, that's one thing I can say, you own it. Um, other things I may feel like, well, if I don't do it, it ain't going to get done. But that ain't one mm-hmm. of them. My dishes. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> you know, they they got to be piling out of the sink for me to touch them. But eventually I will get to them. But, but like you said, the trash, the trash that's kind of my thing. Like, I don't, it's like, I know that our, our, trash, pool, our trash man pulls up on Tuesdays, had that trash out there in the morning. Uh, every other Friday we'll recycle. Like, that's just... Like you said, I don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess I could probably become that way with more things around the house. But, you know, if, it's good to have at least one thing that you know. But in all fairness, let's be transparent. Mm-hmm. I am the more handy person out of the two of us. Mm-hmm. I, I'm more mechanically inclined. Well, I would say that. I, I don't mm-hmm. I don't have a problem admitting that. Um, I just would rather pay somebody. <laughs> It's not that I can't do it. It's just a lot of the times I just don't have no desire to even try to fix it. And I think in my case, just like my dad just always taught me certain things for Mm -hmm. me to know myself, like how to change a tire, Mm -hmm. how to check your battery. um, If, you know, you need water in your car, like stuff like that. That's why, like, I can diagnose, like, mechanical issues like it's nobody's business, especially having the little hoopies that I've had over the years. You know, um, and also like with me having so many years as being a single mom mm-hmm. and doing things myself, it just, it, I had to be independent, mm-hmm. you know? So it, it's like, that's just in me. But it's like now, of course, with uh, me being married, you know, I don't necessarily have to no. do those things because, you know, if I don't, then like you said, I know you would pay somebody to do it. Yeah. I'm like, look, you got to pay nobody to do it. I can do it. <laughs> And then that, that and then my, my ego kicks back in on me, just envisioning somebody riding past you while you trying to change a tire. <laughs> I'm like, oh, ain't no man in her life. <laughs> so that's that's my struggle is I don't want nobody subconsciously judging me, even <laughs> though I really don't care, but I, I do at the same time. But really, it's just me not wanting you to do those kind of things, you know, and that's that that's I think that probably speaks more to the provider side of me or the or the protector of people. I don't yes you can do it, but 
Kyrie Irving match. Yeah. Um, and, and just to keep the conversation going, um, I one of our last conversations that we had on a previous episode um, was tailored around, you know, um, you having an expiration date. I was getting toward the end of that. Um, you did mention that you knew that you were meant to be a wife. Um, I wanted to kind of dig a little deeper into that and, and just kind of figure out, like, what did you really mean by that? Why did you want to be married so bad? And what was so appealing? What's so appealing about being a wife to you, in your opinion? Well, it's not necessarily that I wanted to be married so bad. Mm -hmm. It's just that I knew that I didn't want to just be dating. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially as an older adult, various people. Uh, I've always been the type of person that when I'm in a relationship, then I'm just committed to that relationship. So, you know, when you do find that person, you know that you can envision spending the rest of your life with them. And it's like, there's no need to date others. You know, you just commit to that person. And one thing that people have to realize is that, you know, when it comes to marriage, Marriage is a partnership, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of perks that come along with marriage. Mm-hmm. When you get married, you lower your tax liability. You know, um, you're going from, you know, like I said, I was previously a single mom paying all my bills myself to now splitting bills and having more money, you know, that's in the household, double mm-hmm. incomes, you know, so that there are a lot of good perks that mm-hmm. go along with being married. So, you know, if God forbid, if anything happens to me or happens to you, then, you know, we can speak on each other's behalf, you know, at a hospital because we're family. Emergency contact. Those are things, (laughs) those are perks you don't have as a boyfriend or a girlfriend. You know, God forbid, granted, if I die, y'all gonna get a lot of money, you know, from my life insurance, but you can also get my social security, those types of things. So those are things that people need to think about, you know, when they are, you know, considering marriage or dating or just looking at that picture holistically and making the decision on, you know, your next steps to come in your relationship. That's true. One thing that you said that I want to touch on is um, going 50-50 on bills. Now, I know the community, I don't know if it's if it's the black community or if it's just social media community, they split on that. Some, some, it's a, it's a portion of people who believe in going 50-50. There's also a portion of people who believe that the man should pay everything, all the bills. Now, with that being said, I think that your financial status plays a huge part in that. Because if I were making enough, if I was making enough to subsidize everything in our household, Yes, I would have no problem with paying the bills. Um, we have a dynamic set up where you don't mind paying for things. So if I was able to 100% take care of everything without any help from my wife, yeah, I would do that. That doesn't mean that um, you don't appreciate it or, or, or you're being lazy. It's It's about teamwork. And I know... That if I have all the bills taken care of, that frees you up to do things like invest for us. That frees you up to um, put money away. That frees you up to 
do uh, trips and things like things of that nature while I take care of the household bills. And that's what we're working toward. That's at least what I'm working toward, um, you know, being able to take care of everything myself. But in the meantime, I can't do that. Um, but I just thought that that was interesting that that would be such a that would cause such a divide in the community as far as like some people just 100 percent don't believe in in going 50 50 what do, what do you think about that um that's just never been in me because mm-hmm. like anyone who knows me knows that i have an extremely giving spirit mm-hmm. i'm the type of person that if i have it you with me we got it right you know and um it's by having that spirit that I know that God is truly going to bless me even more so tremendously because I, I, I just have a given spirit like that where, and I don't expect you to do everything. Um, but like you said, once you have it like that, I'm sure you will pay mm-hmm. all the bills yourself. Right. You know? Cause that's just how I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think probably I can't, obviously I can't speak for everybody, but you know, you being used to taking care of everything yourself um, could breed two things. It could be a situation where you're just tired of being the everything, you know. And, you know, at some point maybe you will want to know how it feels to be taken care of as opposed to taking care of people. Um, and maybe maybe that's how some people feel in that regard. But in our household, um, we just don't operate like that. <laughs> and, and again it has nothing to do with you being the woman or me being the man it's just the roles that we've chosen within our relationship right mm-hmm. like we work as a team mm-hmm. a true team mm-hmm. um, kind of that was the basis of what I wanted to talk about but I did have another interesting topic um, that I'll cover uh, right after these endorsements. Built on a passion and love for art, All Things Design is here to create spaces you will love and custom designs and memories that will last a lifetime. All Things Design specializes in event design, interior design, corporate design, custom design projects, and home closet organization. And that's just to name a few. Communication is key. We're here for whatever you need. We'll help you solidify your vision and keep in constant contact until your dream is realized. All Things Design, a step above the rest. Be sure to book at allthingsdesign.org. All right, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to the Too Stubborn to Fail podcast. We are having an amazing conversation, um, really just talking about gender roles and um, how the narrative, I don't even, we're not even going to go with the narrative, just how our dynamic is in our household and how we move and shape when it comes to the day-to-day stuff. Um, One thing that I really value about our relationship is our ability to keep things in-house. What happens in these walls stays in these walls. I'm not going to go tell X, Y, and Z to anybody. First of all, anybody who knows anything about me, they know that I just don't don't share things. Like, that's just, I'm a walk. 
you tell me something and it's going to die with me, really. Um, <laughs> and anybody that knows me knows that that's the case. I'm, I just, I'm not a gossiper. First of all, I don't too much talk <laughs> to people, you know. That's what's so amazing about me. Even having a platform like this is like, you know, I don't talk. The only time I talk is on this podcast. So y'all getting great, great um, content. <laughs> exclusive content that nobody else in my life really gets um but i would say of course our relationship isn't perfect no relationship is perfect nothing is perfect we go through things just like anybody else but nobody will ever know that because i'm not gonna say it but you know it's it's so funny though because you know in in all the years we've been together We've never gone through anything tremendous. Right. You know, and, and they say, like, no relationship. And, and I know I, I would hear the cliches all the time. Well, you know, marriage is work. Marriage is hard work. No relationship is perfect and all that stuff. And I, and I would always just think to myself, well, our marriage isn't. Because it's like ours has always been pretty easy peasy, you know. And, like, even with you saying, like, um, you know, us keeping things in-house, like, it really ain't too much to keep in the house because we're born over here. <laughs> we don't ever have too much going on, though. Speak for yourself. <laughs> nah, nah. I mean, I I agree with, you know, we don't really too much have. Um, first of all, we don't fight. Um, and I think that fighting in itself, um, just to, that goes right along with what we got going on because I feel as though my manner, my temperament kind of sets the tone for how we deal with each other on a day-to-day basis. Absolutely. I don't yell at you. Mm-hmm. I don't call you out of your name. Mm-hmm. I respect you every day. So I have no reason for you. You have no reason to give me that stuff in return. Right. And it's so, like, I swear, this is like the same conversation Ashley and I just had Friday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was just telling her, I was like, you know, in the 11 years we've been together, it is still pure. In the sense that you've never cursed at me, never called me out my name, none of that. And it's like we still have that pureness of our relationship where we respect each other. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, of course, out of the out of the two of us, I'm more of the firecracker, oh, yeah. and you're more of the calm one. But even even with that being the case, I still know when to fall back and just calm my little self on down. And I still, like, I will never curse you or curse you out or anything like that. Because, like you said, you don't come at me like that. Mm -hmm. And I don't come at you like that, you know. And I definitely think that it's the man that sets the tone for how the communication is run in the relationship. If If you're dating a guy and he's cussing at you and calling you out your name, then you're probably going to match his energy and meet him with the same type of thing. Cussing at him and calling him out his name. But if you have a guy who's talking to you all calm, cool, and level-headed, you will look like a fool to be sitting there cussing and acting belligerent when this person is talking all calm. So I really believe that the man does set the tone for the communication in the relationship. Facts. Facts. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I wholeheartedly agree with that. And um, it's funny because we've been together so long, it's kind of some things that of course, it wasn't always the case. In the very beginning, we were young. There were things that we both had to learn. 
So in a sense, I guess you could kind of say we kind of had to train each other on things that we wanted out of the other. Um, specifically for me, um, with affection, love, stuff like that, mm-hmm. I had to learn that kind of stuff. Right. Um, not that I didn't get that as a child, um, but it was more so the fact that I got so much that I didn't feel, I, I didn't, I got so much love as a child that I, I just was good. Like I wasn't, I'm not looking for love from anyone. Um, and it was hard for me to show that to anybody, even a mate is just like public affection, holding hands, hugging, um, just, just that, that, that love, showing that, that love for me, I showed it in different ways initially and it, and it could appear that it was not at all. <laughs> and in full disclosure, like we dated and courted for a full year and a half before he officially asked me to be his girlfriend. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so... yep. I'm thorough. Yeah. <laughs> if nothing else. Um, so it was a year for that. <laughs> and then it was six years before I proposed. Five. I mean, in totality. But yeah, five <laughs> after that. Six in total. Um, but yeah, I'm a thorough guy. What can I say? Um, but in that, uh, you know, in the beginning, you were feisty. And I think you were used still got to... Still a little feisty. No, you still do. But I'm saying <laughs> as far as like our relationship... There are things that happened um, that you were, it was kind of like you was trying to go there, but I wasn't matching the energy for you. And I think it took a while for you to realize that that energy was never going to be matched. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we never had a, com- I don't think we ever really had a conversation about it. I think you just realized after a while that, that that's not how I operate. So, at what point did it, did it click for you that I was different in that regard? Well, for one thing, I think it, it just also came down to me having to realize that um, anytime you're in a new relationship, you can't attribute things from your past relationship to the person you're currently dating. Mm-hmm. So, you know... For me to have been suspicious of you or think that, you know, you may have been, you know, being underhanded or anything like that, that would not have been fair to you, you know. Not to say that I didn't do it initially, like, you know, have distrust or whatever, but, you know, you had to make me realize, look, I have done nothing for you not to trust me, you know. And then, you know, I had to look at it like, mom's right. He hasn't done anything for me not to trust him. But, you know, when you've been done bad in the past, sometimes it's hard to just, you know, wholeheartedly trust someone, um, you know, that you don't really know like that. But it's just like after dating you and getting to know you and seeing that you are like me, like I'm the type of person like I told you from the beginning, I will break up with you before I ever cheat on you. Like to me, cheating is so unnecessary. So, um. You know, and you've had the same sentiments, Mm -hmm. you know. So for me to find a guy who, you know, feels the same way that I feel about relationships in terms of um, your integrity and your faithfulness, then, you know, that that was great. You know, 
and just being with you and knowing like you didn't have all these females calling your phone and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. it's so funny. I was just telling my, one of my girlfriends, I was like, you and me, we can switch phones for a week and it's nothing, mm-hmm. you know, because like, neither one of us have to worry about, you know, who's calling the other person's phone. Like, it's it's never really been that. Mm-hmm. Um, what, first of all, we're married. That should never happen, even in a relationship, um, depending on what, what you got going on, because I know there's some open stuff out there. But um, I I think, like you said, for the most part, it, it's nothing to hide. I, I, I found that I don't have the energy to entertain multiple women. It's so, <laughs> it's so much that goes into keeping one woman happy <laughs> that I wouldn't dare try to juggle that. Um, and to, to be honest, I never really have been what you would call a player. Um, even in you know my super single days, I just would never commit. And that freed me up to do what I wanted to do. But I never lied to any woman to to be like we in a relationship while I'm over here doing X, Y, and Z. I just did I just wasn't in a relationship altogether. And that freed me up to be who I wanted to be. And I had some fun doing it. And got it all out of my system. Um but I never I always had honesty as the forefront. Like you you gonna know what it is between you and I from day one. What did I tell you? One of the things I told you in the beginning. That you ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> that used to be my line. You know, I, I would, that way I could under-promise and over-deliver. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think that way you're going to get me riding out on you. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's just, I guess that's just part of, you know, getting to know people. But I feel as though honesty, um, is definitely a key to sustaining a relationship, sustaining a healthy relationship um, of any kind. You you need to have that trust with your partner, um, no matter what, and that needs to be known up front. Um, obviously, a liar is not going to tell you the truth up front, but you know you you and I are not liars, so right. Like I I tell the truth to my own detriment. Yeah, that's a favorite line. I'm so serious, though. <laughs> I do. <laughs> um, one other thing that I wanted to touch on, this is actually um, something that came to me maybe this weekend um, that I wanted to touch on, and it's the value of low-maintenance friends. For one, let me go ahead and define what a low-maintenance friend is. I, for one, think that I am a low-maintenance friend. So what a low-maintenance friend is to me um, is a friend that no matter when, somebody that you might not necessarily talk to periodically, every time you call them, it's always love. Every time you link up, it's always love. It's like you never miss the beat. But it's not somebody that you have to constantly talk to, constantly visit, constantly... um, appease in order for the relationship to thrive Mm -hmm. um what would you define a low maintenance friend to me a low maintenance friend is a friend that you can be a hundred percent authentically yourself Mm -hmm. there is no judgment 
like you said, you may not talk to them every day, but then when you do talk to them, it's like you pick up right where you left off. You're very comfortable with them. Mm-hmm. Like to me, that's low maintenance friendship. Let your hair down and you're just comfortable with them. And they're not, you know, requiring anything of you. They don't stress you out. You're always happy to hear from them when you do. And there's no drama or stress. Low maintenance friendship. Nice. <laughs> I love, I love, first of all, I feel as though, and, and we talk about it all the time. I don't think that I'm the best friend, but I think I had to come up with my own title for what type of friend I am to make myself feel better. <laughs> Um, because you know, it, it, life can get a get away from you, man. It's just the grind of working in and out, you know, having businesses on the side, wanting to um, do things with just you as my wife or as the family, um, being present with our kids. It's just it's a ball of uh, it's a lot. It's a lot that that goes into the day to day, and it's easy to um, forget about what's really important, like just stopping and being in the moment, being present in the moment, um, picking up the phone just to to call somebody and check on them. That's something that I definitely need. I, I, I strive to be better at is just picking up the phone and calling somebody, hey, let's go do lunch. Or, you know, I was thinking about you today. didn't really want anything. Um, that I can definitely get better at. And to my loved ones, just don't 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 charge it to my heart. Just charge it to my brain, just because it's a lot going on. Not to say that it's not a lot going on in your life, because we all got stuff going on. Um, but that is something that I, I'm actively working on. Is um, you know trying to maintain those relationships because after a while, you are gonna stop getting invited to the barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> right, but you know, people who know you, yeah. They know that you're not a phone person. Right, so. right. That's 100% correct. Um, and I just, uh, I appreciate the people in my life for understanding the type of person I am because, you know, it's something I'm working on, but, hey, God ain't through with me yet. And so, you know, just just, just keep keep working with me. I love you. Um, and you know when we link up, it's going to be on, on all love. So, um like I said, just don't charge it to my heart. You know, it's something that I'm working on. Um, but we're going to uh, take a short break. And when we come back, we'll come back with the two stuff in the film moment and wrap up another amazing episode. Real Dope Photography is more than just dope photos. It's a celebration of your brand, beauty, and confidence at any stage of your life. Our goal is to capture the greatest moments in your life and the world around you. Visit our website at realdopephotography.com. That's realdopephotography.com. And the real is spelled R-E-E-L. You know, like a real film. Make sure you set up your free consult today. Mention the Two Stubborn to Fail podcast on your booking form in the How Did You Hear About Us section, and you can receive a 20% discount. All right, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to the Two Stubborn to Fail podcast. Um, as promised, we got another Two Stubborn to Fail moment. Um, for this moment, I actually want to go back a little bit to uh, my childhood. It's actually one of uh, probably the most difficult moments in my life up to that point. I was around 11, 
Um, and my mom was very, very sick. So I'm going to, I'm in the seventh grade, um, going back and forth to school. My mom and I were living alone. Um, and she just all of a sudden got real sick. So, you know, me being me, I just always keeping things in house, even at a young age. Um, you know, taking care of her, it got to the point where she couldn't take me to school. So I was taking the cab back and forth to school every day, um, making sure that the day-to-day -day things were running to the best that a 11-year-old could, um, you know, just holding down the house. Um, but it was tough. That was, that was a tough moment. Um, and I think the, the, uh, valley of it was the doctor telling me that my mom wouldn't make it past Thanksgiving that year. And looking back at it, I don't know. I don't know how, I know that it wouldn't be good. I don't know where I would be, um, if I had lost my mom that early on, being as though our relationship was that close, um, and still is that close, but a long story short, I had to deal with that, and I had to still, um, you know, get my work done. I had to make sure that everything was, was right around the house to the best of my abilities, um, and thankfully, she made, she made a, a a vast, well, I'm not going to say a vast recovery, but she made a, a full recovery. Um, and, you know, we had to the point where we celebrated her 55th birthday. Next year, we're going to celebrate her 60th birthday. So, so <laughs> that moment um, was big enough to break people. And I think that was the start of me realizing that if I could go, if I can make it through even the thought of losing somebody that was so close to me, I can make it through anything. And um, that's where my drive was born. And, you know, that that was, that's a moment that I'll never forget. And every year that I, I have to spend with my mom is a blessing. And to think that, like, I've been literally in the back of my head preparing to be without my mom for a very long time. So not waiting on her to pass, but living in the moment and appreciating who she is to me and all the things that she's done for me in my life. Um, I definitely feel as though we can't get any closer. So that was that was my, the, today's two stuff in the film moment is, is a moment that I'll never forget. Um, but before we get out of here, um, do you have any words of encouragement, last, last remarks, anything that you'd like to let everybody know before we wrap this episode up? Absolutely. So as we mentioned at the beginning of this episode, my best friend just got engaged this past weekend and I am so happy and so excited for her and I'm ready to get in wedding planning mode. So y'all look out because this wedding is going to be the best wedding of 2023. Uh-oh. We got some. We got, we got a couple. We and a I couple. serve at the pleasure of the bride. <laughs> <laughs> well, you heard it here first. It's 
2023 is a year full of weddings. So um, I look forward to celebrating with the people that, that we love and that love us. Um, this has been another amazing episode of the Too Stubborn to Fail podcast. I am your host, Darren Perkins. And I'm your co-host, Tanisha Perkins. And we are Too Stubborn to Fail.